a sampling rather than an inventory. I do not mean it to be a travelogue. In this and other writings on the subject, I have occasionally drawn from oral history, having the good luck to have the participants in the story across from me at the family dinner table, and from boyhood memories of my mother sitting in the parlor of our home on the beach in Ipanema, Brazil, playing Dixie on the upright piano. I was born in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and was raised in the Confederate colony there. My grandparents and great-grandparents from Mississippi and Texas were members of this southward caravan. They survived the perilous journey to carve a life for themselves and their children among the Brazilians. Unlike most of the confederados, I returned, returned is not exactly the word, but somehow it seems proper, to America in 1935, together with my mother, father, brother, and sister. We lived for a while in Meridian, Mississippi, then moved to Ohio, where father found work as a newspaper reporter and insurance salesman, counting himself lucky to obtain employment in the midst of America's worst economic depression. In America, we began to realize that we were, and still are, a unique blend, part Brazilian, part Confederate, and now American. We realized that we were, to some degree, the last Confederates, preserved in the amber of a South American society. We had not experienced the same kind of trauma and change that had overtaken the Southerners who stayed in the United States after the Civil War and Reconstruction period, and we had to learn about the unique race relations, the bizarre breakfast foods like Rice Krispies, the mating habits, the sports, U.S. football was a game played with a ball that had points on it, and how different Northerners and Southerners were from each other. It was not until 36 years after my arrival that I returned to Brazil. After graduation from Wittenberg University in Ohio, and 14 years as a journalist on Midwestern and Southern newspapers, I joined the United States Foreign Service. Diplomatic appointments in Beirut, Lebanon, and Mexico City preceded my assignment as United States Consul in Brazil in 1971. It was a marvelous adventure of rediscovery. Old friends and relatives welcomed me back into the Brazilian society. I traveled about the country visiting many of the Confederate descendants, noting how they had become assimilated into the Brazilian cultural landscape yet had retained a measure of American ways. At the Confederate Cemetery near Americana, the city of 160,000 inhabitants founded by the migrant Confederates, I visited the grave of my grandmother and picnicked with fellow descendants nearby in the midst of palms, Alabama pine trees, and bougainvillea. Many times, speaking both in English and Portuguese, we conversed long into the night about the cross-cultural lives we were leading. The Confederados had many questions about the United States and were surprised to learn that very few Americans, even Southerners, had ever heard of their forefathers' exodus to Brazil. As a consequence, I made it a point to invite visiting Americans, especially journalists, to the Confederate grounds, hoping that they would take the word back home. Some, including Warren Hogue of the New York Times, Edgar Miller of the Associated Press, and Steve Yolen of UPI did write excellent essays about these last Confederates. When the governor of Georgia visited Brazil in 1972, 
it seemed appropriate to show him the southern legacy these transplanted Americans had preserved. A crowd of about 200 descendants gathered at the cemetery in Americana, where the flags of Brazil, the United States, and the Confederacy hung side by side to meet the American governor and hear him speak. Jimmy, how southern that name seemed to us, Carter, Rosalind, and press assistant Jody Powell were surprised that such a colony existed. When Carter came face to face with the descendants, tears rolled down his cheeks and he turned away for an instant. I walked him past the tombstones. One, near the palms at the entrance, was inscribed, Private Jonathan Ellsworth, drummer boy of the 1st Arkansas Brigade. Some of the tombstones were engraved in English, others in Portuguese, some in both languages. On returning home, in an interview published in the Atlanta Constitution on June...